So when you when you started contemplating uh, the backslider, did you you know have aspirations of writing the great Mormon novel or the great American novel? Did you have any uh, writers that had influenced you that that sort of said that informed your approach to that book? Um, you know, so I guess you know what was in your mind and what was your intent w when you started constructing this book and. If there were three or four ideas at a, at a super level that you wanted to get across, that you wanted to convey, you know, what were they? Two-part question, have at it. Well, the, I think the message of the backslider and the one I had in mind, even though I maybe didn't articulate it very well, was articulated for me by a cashier at a Albertsons who had read The Backslider and he says what you're trying to say in that book is that God is no enemy of human appetite and I said I couldn't have figured out how to summarize it better myself hmm. uh, and I think that's that's accurate so uh, it was a blow against my mother's refusal to knit on crochet on Sunday and I don't think God's an enemy of human appetite. Uh, that's the God I believe in. And, uh, and, and he's a, a lot more tolerant of appetite than a lot of us could imagine. But, uh, but how to get that message across, it seemed to me, I, I, I can see from the start that Frank needed to go by the time I was had a thought of a character, a young Frank Wyndham. I needed a, a, a character who would go from being the uh, 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 full-scale backslider over to a monk, over to a person with a sense of forgiveness and uh, a greater relaxation about, about his appetites, a sense that his appetites were okay with God and therefore he could go ahead and live. Uh, I felt like the novel was a, an argument against first the Christian tradition of asceticism and second the, the Mormon tradition of asceticism uh, which is part of the Christian Self-denial, self suppression of appetites. And, and God likes self-denial and, and so uh, the big the the big problem was to come up with a, a it it seemed to me I could see the structure of the novel the way it ought to go backslider monk but then how how do I how do I save him in a credible way and I won't go into how I came up all, with the cowboy Jesus I, I treat that in my in my autobiography but but uh, the it was the solution that finally occurred occurred to me to do it that way. Now as to what lay behind the backslider in terms of my education in fiction, of course I'd had years of reading novels and short stories by mostly the masters. I, I, I read very little popular uh, literature once I got out of high school. That, uh, most everything I read was uh, almost everything would be by one of the great authors. Give us some names of authors and books, if you don't mind. 
boy, a lot. Reading well, list for future generation. Uh, Five of the most formative books for you. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, someone on the blog asking what uh, three great books I'd recommend to my grandkids. I don't know what I'd recommend to my grandkids, but I can tell you what books were formative to me. Uh, the autobiography of Albert Schweitzer, particularly the ch final chapter, the epilogue, I read as a, on a missionary and it, as a missionary, and it was exceedingly influential in my thinking. Uh, as far as imaginative writing goes, uh, the uh, uh, Faulkner was an eye-opener for me, especially The Sound and the Fury and his long story, The Bear. As I realized, boy, you, you can do things with language. Uh, the, but I have to say that uh, the, the novel from which I learned the most about how to write not only novels but thick, uh, short stories was The Great Gatsby by Fitzgerald. Uh, and I love it still, and it's one of, in my book, one of the outstanding, one of my uh, out American novels. It, it is so simple, and but it's so tightly structured and and carefully written that uh, everything counts and everything moves, works. Uh, it, it's in fairly simple language, but it's, it, it's appealing language. Uh, uh, I would recommend that, uh, you see, as a, a very important book for me as far as learning how to write was concerned. There were some short stories that had a lot of impact on me. Barth's, I can't remember whether it's Lost in the Fun House or what the name of that book is, but that story, the stories there I used as patterns. And, uh, and then a book by uh, Malamud, uh, Bernard Malamud, the, the uh, is it The Monkey Barrel? They, something like that, uh, the Jewish short stories. It seemed like me I could see how the, the, they had a lot of influence on the stories in the in my stories in the uh, canyons of grace, even though you might say a reader familiar with both those stories and the books I'm citing might fail to see the connection they I studied them as I was trying to write those stories. And uh, no, Steinbeck doesn't come to mind for you. I was reading Steinbeck as I read your book, and I, I felt a lot of uh, I felt like this guy's Mormonism Steinbeck, but that's not something that comes to you. Well, mind. I liked, I certainly liked uh, the Grapes of Wrath. Certainly a fine novel, but no, I don't, I don't think uh, Steinbeck was as. Uh, there's no question that Faulkner was a very, book. yeah, very important influence on me and. People have likened my stories to uh, to uh, Flannery O'Connor. I, I have read truly very little of Flannery O'Connor, and only because they're in stories or in books I was teaching in a class. But Faulkner, uh, yeah, I, I could have indeed been influenced by him. You, you got to understand, Faulkner's not only. Uh, 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 unusually uh, 
flamboyant or florid, those aren't good terms in his style, but uh, has that kind of style. Uh, he create, create plenty of grotesque characters, all you need. You see, you don't have to go to other authors to, be, to get permission to, to, to write that way. You know, Bobby Dick was a, very, a book that had a lot of impact on me, but I don't know that I recommend it to people. It uh, taught me that, that human beings might appropriately resent God for creating evil as well as good. Because that's what Ahab does. He goes out and tries to kill God, of course, and it doesn't pay off. But, uh, uh, well, I won't go on. I could go on with novels like that that had impact on me. So, uh, I'll definitely want to um, in no way taint our future readers of the backslider sort of experience in, in getting the full surprise and experience of the novel. But given that, when you think about the, the content of The Backslider, having been written and published in the early 80s, 1980s, is that right, more or less? 86. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think of the early 80s as sort of the church's retrenchment. There's sort of the reaction to the Sunstone Dialogue years in the 70s. And then, you know, uh, the Camelot, you know, Leonard Arrington, the thing was shut down. And then in the early 80s, that's when... It seems like Boyd K. Packer and, and Bruce R. McConkie were, were really starting to, to clamp down a bit again, it seems. And, you know, it certainly wasn't a flowering time of openness for Mormon culture. And so when I think about the contrast between that time period and the content of The Backslider, um, you know, you're trying to make sort of this debut of your of a, a work or your great work, um, and it's dealing with uh, blood atonement, it's dealing with polygamy, it's dealing with masturbation, it's dealing with emasculation, <laughs> it's dealing with um, marrying non-members, and almost uh, excoriating, if that's a word, of uh, orthodoxy and, and tight you know, conservative, conservatism. Uh, that's quite a contrast. So, I mean, were you thinking to make a stir? Were you just expressing what was in your soul? Were you wanting to sort of shake things up? You know, what was, or, or were you not even that smart or calculating? You were just doing something <laughs> quietly that, that was part of your soul. You know, what were you thinking is another short way of saying that. In terms of how it would be received and what impact it might have. Well, I, I likely was, I likely was wanting to, what, startle? Uh, offend, not profoundly, but just uh, it's like maybe two brothers sharing a college dorm room and they get on each other's nerves a little so they lightly pick at each other or irritate each other. Maybe that's my relationship to the church. Uh, Falling back just a moment to the Canyons of Grace, I put the final story where I did about a young woman who, who uh, revolts against God by, by fornicating and eventually comes not to believe and in fact symbolically kills a, man, uh, kills a man when as a symbolic act of killing God. 
uh, an abusive man who deserved killing. But at any rate, uh, I put it at the end of this book because I thought it would be could be interpreted as my announcement of my distancing myself from Mormon institutional Mormonism. But the odd thing was, it the book as a whole, even that story, did the opposite. Uh, it, Mormon uh, Mormon readers, as they turned out, they turned out to be liberal Mormon readers, uh, liked it, and they didn't see me as 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 being a. They they obviously were not interpreting it as a statement that Levi Peterson's out of Mormonism now, and it was circumstances at that time, the early '80s in my own home ward and all the way people reacted to me in my ward in Ogden and so on, that I finally began feeling an investment in Mormonism. And it was about the time I was doing the, these stories, uh, or that the book had come out, that, that I gave my first, wrote my first essay uh, on Mormonism called uh, The Civilizing of Mormondom, the uh, uh, essential, the crucial role of the, the indispensable role of the intellectual. That was the title of the novel, of the story, of the essay. And I announced in that that, that uh, Mormonism needs to civilize itself. But I realize in retrospect that that announced an agenda that I have pursued ever since of making everything I do somehow an attempt to to influence Mormonism to be a more liberal and by liberal I mean uh, more open openly acceptive of its own history uh, more willing to give women executive positions in the church uh, uh, more willing to uh, accept homosexuals in the church. Uh, Race? Ch uh, certainly more willing to... Uh, well, by then, of course, the blacks had the priesthood and so on, so that race wasn't as big an issue. But uh, I, I've, I've seen that as my agenda. It was then, and I recognize now that I had announced in that... Uh, essay, which I read as uh, at an Association for Mormon Letters luncheon, I had I, been president of the organization that year, and and it was a tradition that the president gave the luncheon address, and that's what I read. That I have actually almost everything I've written since then that had any relation to Mormonism followed in that vein. That that. So in a sense, I was in the early 80s, I was growing into a of a, an investment, a sense of, of having something of an investment in Mormonism. It may, even if I wasn't a believer, emotionally I was attached and I couldn't get away from it. And I should at least make my efforts positive. Uh, I'm certainly no anti-Mormon, but uh, urge the, uh, the change for the better for Mormonism. Uh, the, uh, well, now, in light of that, would I see the backslider as moving in that direction? Well, yes, 
I think the large purpose of the backslider was, but I grant that I, I, can't, I can't quite keep control of myself. If I see a good line, I say it. Uh, even if I think it's going to offend somebody, it's so good. Uh, it's like somebody wonders in my autobiography why I vaunt myself on uh, liking coffee because it's such an easy and inexpensive way to, to uh, stay out of harmony with one's church. Well, yeah, that turns the uh, certain faithful Mormon off and therefore reduces the potential readership of my, my autobiography. Well, it's, it's as if I couldn't help having thought of the line. I couldn't help saying it, you know, even though I could see I might get beat up for saying it. And what's the line? Uh, well, I drink coffee because it's such an inexpensive and convenient way to stay out of harmony with one's church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, something like that. And... Uh, and now it's decaf, by the way. But yeah, now I'm. You're have, almost ashamed of the decaf. High right? blood pressure and I drink decaf, which is acceptable. I, yeah, coffee's lost a lot of its savor for me. But now, uh, the 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 truth is, I can see that I have mixed motives. I would like to be an influence for the good on Mormonism, but I can see that I shoot myself in the foot to some degree. I. My, I have other impulses going, which is thumbing my nose at people, at, at the righteous ones who surround me. And uh, so, so what about the what about the argument that would say you're not a true believer? You're not, um, you know, you're not really in the church as, as a sincere, active, devout, uh, believing member. It's not yours to try and reform Mormonism. Go away. Yeah, I, I just say heck no. <laughs> It's, 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 you don't have any ability to drive me away. You, you know, but why, are you, why do you care? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I suppose because my deep emotions bond me to Mormonism uh, from childhood. They're irrational, they're inexplicable, but uh, with time you learn to to relax and go with those feelings. That's just the way I am. I, 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 uh, I need to go to church once in a while. I need to sit next to believers once in a while. Uh, the, uh, uh, I, one night after I'd uh, been talking about my biography of Juanita Brooks to a group, a uh, books group in the Lion House or those houses where they have a restaurant there, uh, near Temple Square, I came around the corner of the Hotel Utah and I looked up and I could see Angel Moroni with the sun glinting on the the, uh, the gold statue and I had this deep, deep feeling, these are my people. And it had nothing to do with my intellectual belief. It had to do with the emotional person. So that I have to say I am an ethnic Mormon but I am a Mormon, and I don't, I don't care who tells me that I don't count, that I'm not an active Mormon, and of course I count. I count myself. It, it's a situation where the church may excommunicate me, but it, it, it can take me off its records, but it can't remove the way I feel about Mormonism. 
and that makes me a Mormon. As my autobiography said, it's the autobiography, a Mormon autobiography, and it is one. But uh, so the backslider was an attempt to sort of well, help I, influence the the culture you felt a part of and that you loved and, and loved and hated. I think Mormons need to rely less on works and more on grace, because grace is the whatever hang-ups you have about your appetites, grace erases them, takes care of them. Uh, the, uh, it, I suppose it's something of a Protestant message, but I, I haven't studied Protestantism, and, and it, it's not so much any theological conviction, it's just, it's just that, I, that it seems wrong to say, as I hear over and over in my Gospel Doctrine class, well, sure, we believe in grace, but not until you deserve it by obeying the commandments. So actually, grace is something you got to buy, uh, if only with refusing to crochet on Sunday. You got to buy it somehow. And I'm saying, I think, brothers and sisters, you've missed what Christ was talking about. What was he saying? He was saying, uh, come unto me. He said it to the prostitute. He said it to the publican. Tax collector. See. Uh, down at the family reunion this year, in Arizona, it's quite a bit of trouble to get there, but Althea and I showed up, and Karen and her two sons. And, uh, it's held on the, uh, the old ranch at Lakeside, south of Snowflake, 30 miles. And, and uh, one of my nephews, Jack, fine guy, uh, nearly my age, uh, he hosts it. It's a beautiful place in the pines by a little pond, a little stream of water. And uh, there are about 120 people there. They're all uh, two thirds of them. Half of them will be different one year or the other because it's a big family. But uh, my uh, some of my nephews there who are a couple of them who are backslider. One of them particularly who's a backslider showed up. He always does at reunions and funerals. Uh, uh, he quit high school without graduating, got a good job on the railroad, and therefore worked at all his life and had a good retirement. But, uh, and he wears Western clothes and they, and they look like they fit him. I mean, uh, he looks authentic. In fact, he owned a ranch for a while. But at any rate, he said to me, he sat across from me from the table and he said, you, I read your book, Little Black Slider. He said, I read it in three days. And that's something I don't do. He said, I'm not a reader. I go months reading a book. I read it in three days. And he says, you know, Levi, you had a wilder youth than I had any idea. You know, he'd observed me from a distance and thought I was just a tame kid. Well, I was. But I wasn't failing to observe how people around me were living, and including my nephews 
and my friends and relatives who were who were Frank Wyndham's. And uh, here, here's my nephew accusing me of being a Frank Wyndham when I was a boy. Well, at least I knew enough about him to to imagine one of them. Uh, but uh, he and I had a very close communion there. And a little later, Jack, after everybody had left the reunion, his brother Jack took Althea and me and Karn and the boys in and showed us his big barn and, and how he's built himself a little house out to the side, a little lean-to apartment, really a nice one. He's a builder. He, he can do that kind of thing. And he retreats there if things are not comfortable at his house down the road where his wife is. And, but yeah, the, my, my autobiography was lying on the table there. I'd send it to him. And, uh, and he says, I read it twice. And uh, he appreciated it, and uh, it, it, it touched him. Uh, well, the, I empathize with those guys, and I, bonded, I have bonded with them. And part of the, and, and I, I sympathize with the fact that they are actually down deep religious people. But they grew up in a, with, in a dysfunctional home. I hate to say that about my brother and his wife, but it was true. And, and they grew up in a ward up there in Lakeside where their church leaders were ham-fisted and, and didn't have tact. And those guys, well, I don't know if they all did. And I won't accuse, say that Jack grew up that way. But that some of them grew up with, they had to be non-Mormons. And I don't mean they took themselves off the rolls. They didn't. But their associates have always been Gentiles. Their social life has always been Gentile-oriented. That mostly means Baptists. And in fact, at their funerals, you'll have Baptists doing the music and things. Sometimes a Baptist minister will preside. Sometimes it'll be a Mormon minister. But... Uh, the the uh, I don't know how accurate that last statement is, but at any rate, they uh, they have a built-in reason not to be Mormon. Uh, but I think down deep, they they are believe they they have, there's some kind of a, a need in them for God. Uh, in fact, one of my nephews now dead. Uh, if you if you bad he never went to church, uh, but if you badmouth Mormonism in a bar to him, he'd fight you. He he didn't consider himself a Mormon, but he wasn't going to let somebody else say something about Mormonism. Well, those are the guys I wrote the backslider for, as my nephew he said. I read that in three days. Well, he said he saw me in it, but. Maybe he saw himself, but that doesn't matter. Where I'm headed with this is uh, last month, my home teacher and his wife came over here and had dinner with Alfie and me. Uh, we usually go out somewhere like a uh, uh, Mexican restaurant for the home teaching session. That's a good way to get through home teachings, just go eat together. But 
we had food left over from a dinner Alfie had put on, and we invited them over. And we were sitting here, I was here, and they were there. And I, I got telling them about, oh, I, we showed them pictures of the family reunion, and I got showing them pictures of these nephews of mine. And that got me thinking of my, what I've just been telling you about them and my empathy for them. And, and these are wonderful people, but my home teacher and his wife. But the home teacher, he's, he's, he's so dutious and he's, he does things by the book. He likes to have prayer and he likes to have a message if we can and, and uh, if I'll let him and so on. And, and my evil nature emerged as I sat here thinking about that and I started talking about my nephews and I started telling him that's, these are the guys that I, these are the guys that I, I'm going to speak for with God. These are the fellows that, for, who, for whom I've been writing this stuff. And then I got telling him about that, that I didn't think the punctilia of the Mormon faith made that much difference. And I, he took it, but I could tell he was uncomfortable with it. He's a good man. He'll come back. He has the duty of bringing me and Alfie along. And, and he won't relax on it, but, but still, I could see that, that uh, yeah, I, I, I guess what I was getting irritated about is I, re, I come around quite often to the feeling that, that the moral superiority of my Mormon loved ones and friends bothers me. And I've got in the past... 20 years or so, feeling like I, I, I'm, it's wrong for me to feel spiritually inferior to them, that, that I am spir spiritually their equal. I won't pretend to be their superior, but, but uh, my brand of spirituality is worth what their brand of spirituality is. And I guess that's what I was doing. And so uh, when you talk about maybe there being a mixed message in the backslider or and so on. Well, yeah, maybe so. That that uh, uh, I cease to be a little tactful, and I enjoy piquing people a little, uh, and uh, so I slightly disturb the tranquility of this good man, my home teacher. You see, preaching to him. That's what I was. Doing. I was preaching to him. And that's what the backslider's about, all about. That's what the backslider's about. 